0: Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday.
1: Happy Saturday, Dan.
0: You're listening to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. I'm Dan Hanson.
1: I'm Haley Johnson.
0: And we're here to dish out all kinds of good stuff. All kinds of good stuff today, Haley. Not
1: that any other week is less.
0: I know. I was trying to move past that as quickly as possible. (laughs) It's funny how the brain works, you know? What Haley's referring to is we're going to talk about cooking. Yes. Let's just jump right into that because we're already there. The rest of the show, it's going to be spectacular. (laughs) You're not going to want to miss it. The best ever, right? The best to date.
1: Well, it's going to be
0: good. It's going to be good.
1: Every show is the best show.
0: (laughs) Right. They're all my children and I love them all equally. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about cooking specifically. I want to talk about cooking with cast iron. Yes. It's a thing that there's a group of people Who not love just it. Yeah, right not just pioneers. <laughs> not just the children or descendants of pioneers, but regular people love it for a, a number of reasons and then there's other people that have steered away from it for right. a number of other reasons. And fortunately, Haley has kind of jumped into it. So, we're going to get the scoop from yeah. Haley, let's first start with just some of the benefits. Why in the right. world would you go to cast iron and, and, and fill your cupboards with these horribly heavy items? Well, there's a number of things. First off, they're incredibly durable.
1: Right. Exactly. They last for generations. Gener- right?
0: In fact, you could be cooking on one that the pioneers cooked on. It's true. Right.
1: If someone took care of it, absolutely.
0: It could still be here. So incredibly durable. Yeah. I've got stuff that it feels it's it's very disposable. You know, especially how I treat my normal cookware.
1: Especially with, like, the Teflon or, like, the non coating stuff. It starts flaking off. Yeah, it just doesn't last very long.
0: No, and it's not good to eat. It doesn't taste good. It's probably not good (laughs) for you. (laughs) Don't dig into that part of things. Anyway, they're durable. They're going to last and last. They can be inexpensive. Buying cookware, yeah, that is not... Really expensive. Right, right. We had to take out a second mortgage <laughs> oh my God. just to get a nice set, and then I destroyed them right away. But cast iron, it's not inexpensive, but it's definitely a, yeah, an easier I, buy-in.
1: In comparison to other things, yeah, it's less expensive, definitely. and it lasts longer. It so.
0: lasts longer. You've got all of that. It retains heat very well. retains heat yes. very well. It's an important distinction between... Well, I'll get to that because yeah, that's we'll a downside. That. So that's a positive. Let's see here. One more positive. It can deliver a nonstick surface. Yes. You know, you mentioned Teflon. Right. It's the, the holy grail. We want our eggs insane. to come yeah. out of the the pan.
1: I've been disciplined Teflon over and over again.
0: Well, you're a nitpicker. Right? <laughs> right? right? You're a, you're a, That's you, not, you want... not true. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Haley's been disappointed, but but the idea of Teflon is yeah. that it's gonna release yes, everything. The idea. And yeah. nothing's gonna be as good as what we tell ourselves. Right. This can be close. It's not gonna be as good.
1: I think it might be better.
0: Okay. Now most of the places online, I've not used to a lot of it. The little bit that I have, I would say it's good and can be almost as good. And in fact, so much that it's negligible. I have not experienced that it's better. Haley's making that claim. We'll get to it. Yep, we'll get to it. Haley makes all kinds of bold (laughs) claims. You guys are going to have to do with what you want. All right, benefits. Now let's talk about a few negatives. Right off, they're not good conductors of heat. I talked about how they retain heat very well, but they don't conduct it very well, and that's been... Part of my experience, I'll put it on the stove. Five years later, it's heated up enough and I can actually cook on it now, right? It seems very slow to heat up compared to other things. And it's very localized heat. If the burner is smaller. Yeah, you should smaller, match the
1: burner to the size of the pan.
0: Yes. Yeah. Now, I've seen people use that to their benefit. Well, they'll push things on a great big pan mm. to the outer edges mm. when they don't want them to They want them to stay warm, but they right. don't want them to Continue really overheat, to Right. right but you know that's just not how you normally do things on a stove. So that that's a negative. It can be a you know, worked around. No problem, but it is a negative. They're heavy. They are heavy. Yeah, they're like iron, right? <laughs> I mean, it's heavy stuff. Now, that can be good if burglars and things. I mean, it's the old school thing. you have got guess the it's frying a pan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's if <a> you pro. <laughs> if you can lift it, you know, I need five of us to get a, get around the stove to move one off, but other than that, you know, there are a lot of other positives. So it's heavy. Let's see here. The handles can get very hot because it's the same material. Oh. You need to plan for that. Don't forget that you're using a cast iron skillet and just grab the handle. Oh, I've forgotten. That's no surprise to anybody listening. I've oh, <laughs> got the scars to prove it. Uh, but you can work around that. You yeah. Get a little oven mitt things. There's like the and
1: little silicone things that you can slip on the handle to and then.
0: I've got a whole cooking outfit that I wear that's heat and flame resistant. I'm like bundled up. It's like winter in my that kitchen. I wish true. Yeah. I really
1: want to see that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you think it's not true. Moving on. Cast iron skillets and, and pans. Cast iron in general requires seasoning. It's not just ready to go. Even the ones right. that say they're pre-seasoned. Exactly. You should season, season those. All right, so pros, cons, I think the pros outweigh the cons, personally. Yeah. Now let's talk about Haley's experience because Haley's husband, Jordan, was like geeked for this.
1: He was really, really excited. All he could see were the pros when it came to cast iron. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that this was such a um, passion of his (laughs) (laughs) until he came home with a pair of cast iron skillets. And I was just like, what the heck?
0: Well, it's better than a puppy.
1: What are you doing? We already have pants. Like, I I don't understand why we need more pants. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I really want us to start cooking with cast iron. It's better. It's way better. And he listed, you know, all the things that you just talked about and left out all of the negatives, right? Of
0: course. That's how you (laughs) sell something.
1: And all I could see were the negatives because I have this impression of them being really high maintenance Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to have to deal with that or learn about them in order to use the pan. I already know pans that I have. Right. Let's just keep using those. And then I also could not understand how something that people warn against using soap and water on could be sanitary. Like it did not make sense to my brain. <laughs>
0: right, cuz you're not supposed to clean these. I mean, clearly, like you just said, with soap and water, right? That's what people say. Okay, okay. Yeah. We've all heard we'll that. Talk I've heard about that.
1: it. Yeah. All right, but, so
0: Jordan comes home with a big surprise for Haley.
1: Yes, and I was pants. like, no, return them. Like, we already have fans, but he forged ahead. He decided that he oh, was going
0: to... Oh, he gonna... didn't obey? No. Oh, I know The minute you... He
1: agreed, oh. okay, we'll return them. I kept the receipt. They stayed on top of the fridge for like a week.
0: Oh, I think he played he, that game. Yep,
1: he figured I'd forget about them eventually. Then when I wasn't home...
0: <laughs> he started <laughs> he seasoning. He started seasoning Yeah, them. then it's done. Yeah,
1: it's done. It's over. Okay. We're keeping them.
0: All right, so you've got them now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, where do you want to go with this? How you, you made a lot of bold claims, and I want to hold you to that. You said yes. better than Teflon. We'll get to that.
1: Well, and I think the seasoning part is important, right? Like, you've got to take the time, because they are, you know, I said I didn't want to use them because I think they're high maintenance, and I think in some ways they kind of are. <laughs> like, you've got to take these steps for them to work well. Mm-hmm. And seasoning them is the first one where you've got to, like, coat the entire pan in oil, then you heat it up slowly and then you let it cool down and wipe off all the excess oil and then you do that again, like four times of letting this heat up and then cool back down and then heat up and more oil on and on until you've got it seasoned. And essentially you're creating that non-stick coating on it Mm -hmm. because those oils are soaking into the pores of the cast iron and what they do eventually is, like, create this fatty polymer, I guess. Yeah,
0: polymerization it's called. Yes. Yeah.
1: And it creates this, like, rock-solid layer that water is not going to penetrate, and that's where you get the nonstick from.
0: So there's, there's good things that fat does for us.
1: <laughs> Who knew?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm coated with it, so oh that should gosh. help.
1: <laughs> oh, You're nonstick, too. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: huh. Slippery, oh that's my for gosh. sure.
1: No, all right, it's true, and it has worked, you know, because that was the second thing. He's like, okay, now I'm gonna cook on them. I'm gonna prove that these are better, and so he cooked a steak dinner, and I was really surprised. I actually thought that it tasted better. It had like that nice sear well, that I, people talk about.
0: That's what you get with this—the heat retention. Right, is you can heat up your normal pans. And then throw like your cold food in there and it will cool the pan down. It won't hold the heat as well right. as cast iron will. It's going to retain that heat and everything just moves ahead exactly the way you want it. And you get that nice sear on everything. You get that crust. Yes, exactly. Which normally with, when associating, you know, the word crust... With food, I don't, I don't know that that normally sounds great to me. Sometimes they cut the
1: crust off.
0: Yes, that's (laughs) what I'm thinking of. In this instance, it's desirable. You want the crust on your steaks or whatever. That
1: color, you know, like it's the kind of color that you get off of a grill. And I didn't expect it to be so easy for us to achieve that. I thought like you've got to know what you're doing. In order to achieve that kind of looking steak you know? so
0: you got good results on it yeah you like it in that regard the seasoning was a process
1: yeah and but I was not the end of the world and you know we it's had stinky. to air out the house and i was not happy but absolutely got
0: over it. you got through all of that no stick that you, the you claimed better
1: did not stick and then the eggs? next morning, he made steak and eggs. All right. Because that's the thing that I think always sticks to the Teflon, even though it's not supposed to. Like, you see those commercials where it's like, oh, the egg just slides right off. Right. I've never experienced it's not
0: that. not a real egg. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and with the cast iron, they do not stick to the pan like they would the teflon
0: at least yours you've seasoned them very well then right done a good job does that need to be maintained
1: you do have to maintain and
0: that's whoa whoa wait wait whoa whoa jordan this is for you Haley. you said you've done a you've done a good job seasoning everything i heard is that jordan did the seasoning
1: well so it's been a week now of me cooking on these
0: oh so you took it over
1: I was like, okay, maybe I like this. Like, he did a good job with them, and Jordan's not the chef in our house.
0: Okay. So, sorry, Jordan, that I even (laughs) brought this to light (laughs) because I could have let you just go and be the hero, but nope.
1: So, I've been cooking the meals on them since because I got curious, like, okay, maybe they're not so bad. I'll just try using them. They're already out on top of the stove.
0: Can you handle it with the weight restrictions you've got?
1: <laughs> I don't right? really have to move them. Okay. You know, like they just stay there. Oh, they there. just sit there. Yeah. What
0: about cleaning? Last thing you, you mentioned, you're yeah, worried, about really worried about that being sanitary. Yeah,
1: I was really worried about that. It's actually, it's not so bad. I looked into it, and the reason that you don't need to use the soap and water, you can, apparently. It's okay for you to do that. You just have to make sure that you're drying them really, really well. hmm and then putting oil back on them. getting the soap out.
0: <laughs> that's not yummy. Even in a crust, that's not good.
1: But you have to pre- like, re-oil them after you've washed them with soap and water. And then
0: heat them, right?
1: Exactly. And so you could just skip all of that with the soap and water. Just add oil back into them. You kind of just like use a wood spatula to get any of the food. The goodies. You know.
0: Scrape off the goodies, people. <laughs> Scrape them all off. Scraps
1: that are there, you know, just get all that stuff off.
0: Put them in a little Ziploc bag and you can munch on those during your favorite show.
1: Put it in the loamy. A little composter. So you get those all off, put more oil on. Put the oil back on, heat it up a little bit, rub some salt into it, and just wipe anything that's excess with a paper towel and it's clean. And the idea is that because there's no food left over, there's nothing to actually continuing to harbor the bacteria. All right. Because bacteria, I guess, doesn't live in the oils that we're using. Like olive oil, for example, we leave it on our shelves. We don't have to refrigerate it mm-hmm. it's because it's not going to harbor bacteria for us. Oh. So the same is true on the cast iron.
0: I never even thought about that.
1: Yeah. It
0: makes so sense. I got lucky on that one. I wonder how many other things are just growing all sorts oh of bacteria.
1: Gosh. How many things do you not refrigerate?
0: <laughs> Let's just move on, because right. there's a lot in yeah. that cupboard that maybe should be refrigerated. <laughs> I'm gonna start reading labels when I get home. Anyway, cast Any- iron, Haley approved. Yeah, I really. Haley like tested it. and Haley approved. Yeah, but only a week.
1: Only a week. so We'll we will have come, revisit. We
0: will revisit. We've got a number of things to revisit. You mentioned Lomi. Yes. We're going to
1: revisit that as well.
0: Yes. And a number of other things that Haley's made bold claims about. Yeah. Have they held up? Right. Have things that I've talked about held up? We'll talk about those on another show. Yeah. Another spectacular episode coming up. Right now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about a sale on color samples. Yes. Benjamin Moore color (laughs) samples. Sent off. Right. We'll tell you why you want to get those coming up next. Stay tuned. Well, everybody, you're in for a treat. I've got a frog in my throat. Haley's got an eyelash in her
1: eye. (laughs) We're falling apart. We're
0: falling apart. She's busy, you know, peeling back her eyelid. It was horrible so to I look at.
1: The, I do not peel back my eyelid. Whatever that you were freaks doing. freaks me out when people digging do that.
0: digging at her eyeball, trying I to extract. I was make
1: the dad joke because I said I th- I've got an eyelash in my eye, and immediately started putting my finger in my eye. And I expected you to go for the well. You've got a finger in your eye. No,
0: thing. see, no, I'm an adult, <laughs> Haley. I was too busy trying to choke down whatever stuck in my throat. <laughs>
1: You're anyway, problems.
0: I'm sure everybody is loving hearing about that on a Saturday morning. Brought to you by the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show. You're welcome. Let's talk about color samples. We told everybody at the end of last segment right. that we had some on sale. Well, not just some. All of them are on sale
1: <laughs> and really on sale. I mean, fifty percent off. Fifty percent
0: off. We talk about the sample half pints all the time. You can get any Benjamin Moore color right. in these sample half pints very inexpensively, take it home, see it on your wall, see it on the surface that you're going to paint before you make your color decision.
1: Well, and I think it's interesting, too. We talk about them all the time, but so many people still don't understand the purpose necessarily of those sample The purpose or the
0: value, I would think.
1: Because some people think that it's just a small amount of paint to use for a small project. But really, these are meant so that you can have... The absolute best knowledge going forward that you are making the right color choice. Yeah. Because color changes so dramatically.
0: If you could see Haley, you would be buying them right now just because she would scare you. She's got her hands (laughs) clenched. And she's just shaking them. Yeah, it looks like you're shaking a small person. Yeah, maybe Like me, like I'm being manhandled. I feel like I'm being manhandled (laughs) across the table, demanded that I buy these things. No, it's really valuable. It's a very inexpensive way to make sure you're not making a mistake.
1: Right, because color color chips are one thing. You know, those little color chips that we get off the rack in the store, those can be helpful as a starting point. And we've got larger sheets even that sometimes people think, well, I've got this big sheet of color. I'm not going to paint much bigger than that. And that's really not true either. One, it's not real paint that's still printed color, so it's not the same as what your paint will be ultimately. There are slight differences.
0: Even the color chips, they all say that right on the back. Yeah. It's just a representation as close as we can get with inks. Real paint is going to give you a slightly different look because it's real paint, but also because right. it's on the surface that you're literally going to be painting it exactly. on. And that makes a difference. Texture does.
1: Texture makes such a difference if you have texture on your walls, if you're painting brick outside. You know, so many things come into play, and the angle of that texture, the way that it bounces the light back, is how you're perceiving that color, and it actually changes the color pretty dramatically sometimes.
0: So the color samples are a really big deal. It's a really good way to go. It's a nice safety net. Yes. And a lot of us avoid them. We avoid them for different reasons. I think part of it is it feels like extra work. Yes. A lot of us feel like, you know what? I got this. I know what I'm doing. You know, we're going to be talking about some contractor appreciation events that we're doing. It's Contractor Appreciation Month. I've got all of that. We're going to be talking about that in the next segment. Yeah. But we were just at, Haley and I, we were just at our Lakewood location doing one of these events, hosting a Mm -hmm. lunch. And if you were paying attention, Haley, you would have noticed that I was perusing the color rack.
1: I did not.
0: So you weren't paying attention to me. I I like to think that the eyes of the world are upon me when I'm doing things because I I might do something cool.
1: I think I'm pretty observant, too, so I'm a little disappointed as well.
0: (laughs) Anyway, if you had been paying attention and you should have been, you would have noticed I was at the color rack and I was going to get ready to get some paint for a room at home. (laughs) Now, I hadn't brought the samples home. Uh I just figured I could do it. So
1: you were just starting the process Just starting
0: all the things that we say not to do. (laughs) I know that I shouldn't do them. Right. And yet I kept telling myself, this will be easy. I just need to get this kind of a color. You know, there's some hardwood flooring on the on the floor, but it looks kind of like this sample because mm-hmm. the store had some stain sure. samples. I was making all this, you know, jumps in my mind yeah. because I figured I work with color on a, on a regular basis. I know it. I can carry that memory of the color in my mind and, you just and I make to the right choice. You I to did. Move forward. I was right in the store. I didn't want to go home and then come back. Fortunately, I didn't do it because I brought the samples that I was no, thinking about I home. Didn't. They weren't good. So, if you're that person, you think you've got it, right now, especially, is the time to give it a try. They're $2.99 for the samples, a great way to. Make sure you're making the right choice. Exactly.
1: Just don't risk it. You know, paint's expensive. You don't want to make the wrong choice.
0: Right. And another way that you can save a little money this month at Repco Lite is, and every month, honestly, we've got a DIY savings program. Mm-hmm. We've got one for contractors too, but it's a text messaging thing. You get one text a month, one right. single text, and it will give you a savings. For that particular month. This month, it's a $10 off any purchase. Yeah. So head into any RepcoLite store, ask them about it. They'll sign you up and help you sign up. Or you can go to RepcoLite.com and I'll have information there. Anyway, we wanted to get that info out there. Saves money this month. We have done that. Now we're going to take a break. The Detroit listeners, you're going to get a RepcoLite Rewind. Grand Rapids, it's news and weather at the bottom of the hour. And then when we're all back together, we're going to be talking about how to hire a contractor and get the best results possible. That's all just ahead. Stick around. Well, Haley, we've gone viral on YouTube. You're listening to the (laughs) RepcoLite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And yes, we have... A YouTube channel that we've kind of been negligent with for the last month.
1: Yeah, we had started doing the YouTube as part of our podcast recording, so we would post the podcast after we aired the show, and we would also post the show on YouTube.
0: A lot of work. A lot of work. I didn't like having the cameras pointed at me all the time.
1: And did not like
0: I didn't mind having the cameras pointed at me. I didn't like looking at the result (laughs) of what the cameras recorded. Yeah. I, I like to think that I look different mm. and uh, <laughs> carry myself differently. <laughs> right. No, reality blue. So for that and a number of reasons, we kind of just backed away. You know, they yeah. weren't getting views. It's it's just it's you know, it's and why you know, do it? It took
1: time, you know, like blah
0: blah blah. Yeah. All that whining. And anyway, I haven't looked at it for a long time. I haven't paid attention to it. Yeah. And I've just tried to pretend that it didn't exist. Well, I checked it out this morning and we've got a video That's like, I mean, it's still small scale compared to other people, but for us, it's huge. Right,
1: gone from like ten views to to thirty,
0: almost thirty six hundred at this point. (laughs) And I'd love to say that it was about paint. Wouldn't that be great? No, it's about PEX plumbing, PEX pipes, and mice. Right. And there's all these comments asking us questions about that plumbers need to answer. Eh, That scared me. Anyway, maybe we'll we'll go back to YouTube. At some point. But I do think it's kind of funny. It is funny. That that has happened. Right now, we want to talk about hiring a contractor. And right, right now, we're celebrating Contractor Appreciation Month. Right. In all of our stores.
1: All month long.
0: Yeah. Contractors make the world go round, and they make the RepcoLite world go round by all means. And we want to do everything we can to let them know that we appreciate it. And because of some of the conversations that we've had at those events. Right. We want to talk about what it takes to hire a contractor and get the best results possible.
1: Well, and now is the right time to have this conversation, too, because you do want to start early. <laughs> you know, a lot of us hire contractors for summer jobs, whether we're painting, you know, the entire house inside or painting the exterior of the house And it's hard for us to remember that you've got to buffer in some time so that they can schedule those things out far enough in advance. Right.
0: There are other people in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And they also hire people. So that's the first tip is just start early. And a second tip is to start with us. And there's a reason for that. We work with painters, contractors on a regular basis. We know who's open and we know who's busy. We can help you connect to the right people rather than yeah, just
1: we know them. Right. Right.
0: By all means. So stop out at any RepcoLite location. Tell us what you're working on and we can get you some names or you can go to RepcoLite.com and there's yeah. an online form right on the homepage says find a contractor. All you need to do is fill out what you're looking for, where you live, and we'll connect you with three names of people in your area who do that kind of work and possibly could work you into their schedule. So start with us. One thing I want to say about that before we move on to the other points. yeah, We run into this all the time. People will hear about contractors because there are contractors that are booked solid. We're finding that at these events that we're at. They're coming for lunches. right? And we're talking to people who are booked solid through a lot of the year. And then we're talking to other contractors who had all of their projects, all of their lined up clients kind of drop out and bail out mm-hmm. for economic reasons
1: exactly. And
0: yeah. so we'll talk to customers who are looking to hire and we'll say, well, this person is looking has to availability. get some yeah right. has has some availability, and the the knee-jerk reaction will be, well, I don't know that I want somebody who's looking maybe I should go to the busy people because they're the better ones. And it's just not the case.
1: Right, exactly. They're not any difference in quality that we're talking to. It just happens to be that they book jobs where people later decided that they no longer wanted to stay on the schedule because they just couldn't afford to hire them for the summer.
0: Yeah, so there are a lot of good painters out there who are looking to fill their schedules right, right now. So that's good news for a lot of us. So start with us. We'll help you connect. Now let's move into some literal... Step by Not step-by-step, but some good tips tips. to make sure you get the best results possible. And the first one is going to be get multiple quotes.
1: Exactly. You always want to price shop a little bit, right? At least get a few. That way you can compare them and you've got some things to to look at and decide based off of those interactions.
0: Right. We always recommend three. That's a really good way to go because you do have that comparison factor. Two. You know, you could, you could have one that, you know, both could be
1: right, exactly. on either it's end of the spectrum. Of. That
0: third one really helps balance things. And this is also why you want to start early, because you want to give yourself time true. to get these quotes in yeah. and process them. Because you don't just look at the price. Some of us do. <laughs> <laughs> but none of us should right. just look at the price. That You've got to look at the details. <laughs> Some contractors will itemize their quotes. So you get a, a quote that just spells everything out, right? Like line how by line, much the
1: primer, you know how much masking paper, all of those things are listed, and you can see exactly what you're paying for. Other contractors don't do that,
0: right? They'll and there give you, are reasons, right? They'll give you a one line item, and this is what it costs to do that project, right? And sometimes people like one or the other, and they feel one or the other is better, and it's 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 not the case. Either one can be fine, yeah. But you need to ask the questions, especially with the ones that are just a one item, you right. know, here's what the price is. You need to know what that entails. What exactly. does that mean when it comes to prep work? You know, what are you doing for prep work? What about priming? Are you priming? Yeah. Finish paint. How many coats are you planning on putting on? All well, of those things need to be figured out.
1: conversations, too, to have with them while, you're, while they're at the house doing the quote. You know, you get an idea of how they work, how many people are going to be at your house, all of those things. You know, how, how long they've been working in the industry even, you know, really get to know them during that quote process. Well, I think like what
0: you just said is really good too. How many people are going to be in your house, Yeah, but who are they going to be? Because a lot of the times you'll talk to the main... You know, the, the person who runs the business, right. but they'll send crews out. exactly, And that's fine. That's all good. That's how most of them work. But it's good to get an idea of who's coming. Yeah. So you're not surprised when that person doesn't show up yes. to do the work in the house. Now, other ones, that's the person who shows up and does the work. It's nice to know ahead of time. Yeah. It will help you with your decision. And while you're having all of those conversations, the next point, you know, we mentioned it's not just price. right? It's compatibility. You've got to totally. see once how you work with this person because you're bringing this crew this company into your home and you want to have somebody that you can really work with and communicate well with so think about how that went during this process think of this as an interview
1: it is an interview and it really does determine i think the success of the job because you can have a really great company and they could do a great job but there's also times where maybe they haven't met someone's expectations and it all comes down to the communication, I think. You know, if you're not communicating your expectations throughout that job and having those conversations, then that's where things kind of fall off track a little bit.
0: I'm sure we've all had experiences like this, but I've had, you know, not with painting contractors, I'm talking something else entirely, but it was recommended, you got to go to this place. These mm-hmm. are the best people for this. And I've gone. And I felt like they never listened to what I was literally asking and it was a very bad experience for me sure. and i decided yeah. you know after that initial interaction that this wasn't i wasn't going to go further with this and I was curious, why did that happen? And it's because some people communicate differently. The person yeah. who recommended them to me, totally. it was a great communication style for them. For me, I needed somebody to listen to me. <laughs> it's a deeply rooted need. <laughs> and Isn't
1: that the truth?
0: I think those people needed somebody who didn't talk so much. Right. And we weren't a good fit. Yeah. You need to find that out yes. with your contractors. And you can do that in these little meetings where you're getting your quote. But the thing is, when you hire them, it doesn't quit there. You don't quit communicating once you've hired them. You've got to right. keep going and strike that balance. It's very dangerous. Da- well, could be dangerous. You it don't want to be-
1: micromanage them. That's what I'm getting <laughs> at.
0: Right. You can really put yourself into the project way yeah. too much. You've got to remember that these are people that you're bringing in who do this on a regular basis. Exactly. They know what they're doing. They may not do it the way you do it but they do it for a living, right? There's a reason for that. (laughs) It's really important to convey what you're looking for, concerns, questions that come up, but don't, nag. Don't be always over their shoulder. You
1: don't have to watch them paint the room. (laughs) Right.
0: Right. Nobody likes that. But you do have to find that balance. Keep communicating. That's how successful projects become successful. There's no surprises that way and everybody's happy. Exactly. Make sure they're insured. Yes. That's a good question to ask.
1: Someone gets injured on your property. That's not a road that you want to go down if they're not insured.
0: No. Nobody enjoys that process. (laughs) Litigation is not a good way to figure out how while you communicate with somebody (laughs) and how you figure out how to finish getting those bathroom cabinets painted. So find out if they're insured ahead of time. One other one before we get to (laughs) one other one before we get to the other two that I've got. (laughs) What an idiot. I don't even know why I speak. Specify product. What are we talking about there, Haley? You
1: really do have the power as the person hiring these jobs to be done when it comes to product. If you want Benjamin Moore's Scuff-X to be used because you've heard really amazing things about it, and maybe the contractor that you're talking to, that's not typically what he specs for a living room or a mudroom or the cabinets that you're asking him to paint, that's okay. You can still request that he use that product. It's your job. right.
0: <laughs> oh, I, it sounds ridiculous, yeah. but we've talked to a lot of people in the store who ended up on you know projects in the past getting product that they didn't even want. Mm-hmm. And they were s- surprised to hear that they literally could have held their ground and demanded in a very polite way,
1: you are paying for that product. right. You're paying for the product that they're purchasing and you're paying for the labor. Right. So it's ultimately your decision. Now, they might have recommendations for specific reasons, and that can be part of the conversation. You know, definitely if it's a very specific situation and they want to use a specialty product that you don't know about, have that conversation. Right. But you can absolutely be a part of that decision making process. And it doesn't have to just be a blind.
0: No, if you're not sure what you would use on your particular project, you know, by all means, stop out at any RepcoLite. Tell us what you're working on. We can make some recommendations. You can take those to the contractors and start those conversations. Yes. And if they have questions, you can send them our way and we can have some conversations with them as well and try to figure out the best thing, the best way forward with, with product and stuff like that. Last thing, this truly is the last thing. If you had a great experience, recommend your contractor. We're at these events, we're hosting lunches, talking to lots of contractors. And one of the common things that comes up is that they're unsure how the best way is to market their company. You know, they want to get in the house and do the work. That's right. what they want to do with their lives. They don't want to be marketing well, these people. these are
1: small businesses, so they don't have a marketing team to be right. doing all of this stuff for them. They're not going to pay out a marketing firm to do that for them.
0: They rely on word of mouth. Exactly. And if you had a great experience, you can really help small businesses. You can help their small business. Yep. And you can make yourself look really brilliant. Right, I mean, when you're giving out names of people that you know are going to just be rock solid to friends of yours and all of that, you you look like you're absolutely on top of the world. (laughs) That's what I like to prize. How many, you know, it's a little notch on the wall. That's Mm -hmm. five recommendations that have been good as opposed (laughs) to these 12 that haven't panned out very well. Now, ask for business cards. If you really like the contractor, worked well with them, they're going to be happy to give them out and you can... Disperse those to your friends.
1: Yeah, they really do depend on that word of mouth.
0: Absolutely. All right. If you have any other questions about hiring a contractor, swing out to any Repcolite store. And remember, we've got that form on the website at repcolite.com. You can fill it out and we'll get you some names within 24 hours, usually. All right. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to be talking about paint finishes. I know it's not terribly fun. But you want to get it right. You want to get the right finish in the right spot. We'll cover all of that and we'll make it exciting. That's coming up next. Stick around. Well, Haley, let's talk about paint finishes. Because... That's pretty exciting stuff. I'm sure there are a group of people
1: People are definitely waiting on the edge of their seats.
0: Don't you think? Mm-hmm. I can just picture that, you know, just crowded around hunched over the radio. It's probably like the during World War II times where they're waiting for news to come. Oh my gosh. It's like that. Just Such what
1: Such a dark comparison. Well, Let's move on very quickly. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't think it was dark. Is it dark? I think maybe it's a little dark. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you are one of those people eager for paint finish stuff, yeah. good news—we've got it. I know it doesn't sound like a lot of fun to listen to, seriously, but it's really important, and it's one of those things that, as you know, regular people. We don't often think about it. Now, you and I are not regular people, Haley. That doesn't make us better.
1: No. I want we're to clarify. not regular. <laughs> yeah. We're not normal. <laughs> right.
0: Abnormal <laughs> is one of the ways that that gets described. Yes. But we live in the paint world is what yep. I'm getting at. So paint finishes, it's just part of our job. It's what we think about.
1: Yeah. It's second nature at this point.
0: But I know when regular people come into the store and want to get a gallon of paint or whatever, they've already spent a ton of time figuring out their color. Right. And that was stressful enough in a lot of situations. Sure. Then they give it to us and they feel like, finally, I'm handing this exactly. job off. It's done. And we look at them and say, okay, what finish do you want that in? And then the whole process starts all over yeah. again. They're confused. And... The problem or the concern is you want to get the right finish. And we can make recommendations.
1: Absolutely. But
0: finishes are very subjective as well. There are a lot of finishes that will work in a lot of situations. And you may like one better than another. So it's really important to understand What each one is.
1: Or think even that you want a specific finish and not understand the repercussions of that specific finish.
0: Exactly. That's another thing that plays out. So let's just, in the time that we've got, spin through them as quickly as we can. Let's start at the bottom and work our way up. And yes, we've done this before on the show multiple times. If you're a true believer.
1: always forget. So
0: Right. If you've heard this before, (laughs) see if we do it right. Maybe that's the way to look at it. Let's start with flat finishes. Yeah. Where would you use them? What are the benefits? All of that.
1: Flat finishes are really just reserved for ceilings in my mind. Um, I know they get used on walls sometimes in commercial settings because mm-hmm. they want really easy touch up because flat paint touches up the best. It's very easy to just blend right in. But there's essentially no sheen at all.
0: Right. So it and, needs to be touched up on a regular exactly. basis. It doesn't resist <laughs> anything.
1: You You touch it and now you've got to touch it up. It's really I mean just the oils from our hands can affect the sheen of a flat paint. Trying, so it's not something we put on walls. Right.
0: Typically. Trying to clean it on a wall, clean spots on a wall will mm-hmm. burnish it. You'll get shiny spots. Yep. That's where it gets touched up. On a ceiling, not a big deal and in fact that's what you want is a flat finish. Right. So you don't see a lot of imperfections because that's the big plus of yes. flat is you don't see imperfections. You don't see roller marks. You don't see nail pops and things like that as all quickly. The glare, Hides yeah. all of that much better does not wash up very well. Great for ceilings. That's a flat finish. The next step up, matte.
1: Right. People love (laughs) a flat finish, I think, which is why matte exists, because it's as close as you can get to a flat finish and still have a durable finish on the walls. So it's not quite a flat, you know, it's between flat and an eggshell. You've got just a tiny bit of sheen there, a little bit of resin protecting those solids so that you can touch the wall and you don't have to touch that up. Or you can clean the wall and you're still looking at the same sheen rather than a shiny spot now.
0: Now, I wish we could say that every matte finish... From every brand out there,
1: created equally, is the same <laughs> yeah. finish,
0: right? right? But they they do vary. Yes, you know, I we've talked in past weekends about Aura Bath and Spa mm-hmm. and Aura from Benjamin Moore, both Benjamin Moore products, both, both available in a matte finish. Yeah. Aura Bath and Spa is a flatter matte it's than true. regular That's Aura. True. So there are some variances even within. But a matte finish, like Haley said, you get some of that. It hides imperfections a little better than shinier paints, but still washes up.
1: And you get to kind of soak into the color with a matte. I always consider a matte finish kind of a designer's favorite finish because it's really focused on color.
0: Yeah. You soak into it without leaving a grimy residue. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Let's move up to an eggshell. You mentioned it. It's the next step up. Again, as we go, you're going to get more shine Mm -hmm. and more washability. So however far we get, wherever we have to quit, the bottom line to understand with all of this is that the shinier you go, the more washability you gain, but it becomes a little trickier to work with because it shows more imperfections. That's just how it plays out. So an eggshell, we see that oftentimes on lots of wall spaces. Probably, It's probably the the most most
1: popular. Most popular, yeah. So living rooms, bedrooms, hallways, you know, even kitchens at this point, there are products that are durable enough in an eggshell to go in those spaces. So we really see that everywhere.
0: Right. Next step. Satin. Up. satin. sheen. Now you're picking up a fair amount of shine. Yep. It's super washable. You know, years so, back, years back before we had all these different um, gradations of sheens, mm-hmm. I remember we had our carefree satin sheen and it was, we considered that our kid-friendly paint. Sure. You know, this is what you put in a room <laughs> With kids and stuff like that, because it'll wash up like crazy. Now we've got other versions that will still wash up, you know, other sheens that will yes, wash up exactly. that are less shiny. So satin sheen, we've seen less and less of that right. getting used. As
1: technology improved, you don't have to have as much shine.
0: Right. Mainly we see this used on trim,
1: mm-hmm.
0: cabinets, things like that, doors. gives you great durability in those situations without going to a full-blown Semi-gloss, full-blown (laughs) semi-gloss. So semi-gloss. Let's just jump into that. That's shinier yet. And again, that also plays out on doors, trim. Yeah,
1: it's really reserved for millwork. You're not really going to see that on a wall unless it's very intentional and you have chosen that look. (laughs) Right,
0: right. Absolutely. And I've seen places, spaces where they do that. Mm -hmm. And yes, you really got to want that.
1: Yeah, you've really got to want In order to
0: like that. Yeah, right. Um, full gloss. That one is what we see on every wall in every surface in <laughs> every home, right? No. No, rarely see that. That's yeah. going to be a lot of industrial-type settings. Right,
1: or maybe a front door, you know.
0: Right, right, right. People will do that. But it's not as easy to work with, not as really fun not to work typical. with. But, yeah, that walks you through the sheens. I know we we flew, but you really... You didn't want us to linger, right? <laughs> it's not one of those exciting topics, but it is good info. Yes. All right. We're going to have to wrap it up. Whatever you do today makes your paints a part of it. All of the RepcoLite stores are open, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hanson.
1: I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening.